Respected people took me at my word. Then I became a lawyer representing Amber Heard. Objection hearsay. Oh my God. Hello, my lovelies. I hope you had a lovely day today. And I hope you were glued to the television like I was for Johnny Depp versus Heard. Because last week was a bit of snoozeville. We all can admit that even Depp and Heard would probably agree to that. So we had some very interesting, what I call cartoony character, uh, credible witnesses. When I mean cartoony, it was more like watching uh, an episode of, you know, Matlock, a series back in the day, or Murder, She Wrote, um, The Mentalist. Oh, even Lucifer. I mean, you, you're, it's like almost, we're wondering, is this the real life or is, is this fantasy? I, I'm really wondering because I am not sure there's a real court case anymore. I mean, it was so bad acting. So we have first Dr. Richard Moore, an orthopedic surgeon hired by uh, Hertz team. And his job was to look at the x-rays and photographs and, and to say that, oh, no, there was no way Depp broke his finger from that vodka bottle. And, you know, that I was like, you know what, if that happened to me and I brought and I, the person I was suing hired that doctor, I think, what is wrong with this doctor? We got paid so much money. He didn't care. He lied. Whatever happened to thou shall not lie. I'm sorry. I don't care whether your team heard or Depp, but at least tell the truth. I mean, come on. That was definitely out of a huge argument. I could not, be- I, I just couldn't believe it. And I loved Epps' lawyer who's telling this guy pretty much like, you're being paid. Why are you lying? You, you are actually being paid to lie. And, you know, because he's on stand and he's caught in the act, it, it really looks bad on his business. I hate to say that. He really should have said no. But it goes to tell you that money always talks. It don't matter what you do. He, ma- he makes so much money that it doesn't matter if he has one blip of negativity. But this is a big negativity thing, you know. All right, let's go to the next guy, Dr. David R. Spiegel, or Spiegel. I'm not sure how you pronounce his name. A psychiatrist. He reminded me of somebody very famous back in the day. Now, some consider him Doc Hollywood. Uh, is, is it Doc Hollywood? Uh, back to the Future, Doc. To me, he reminded me of a guy in the 90s who was famous in the world uh, called Dr. Jack Kevorkian of the uh, assisted suicide era of his profession. And he got, you know, it was a big court case and everything. And the reason why I remember that, uh, because I met the man. I grew up in, in Michigan. And I never forget when he came into my library. And I said, oh, my God, he's a bit creepy. But, you know, it's the only reason why I saw creepy, because the media portrayed him as that. So that was my interesting story about Dr. Kevorkian. All right. So um, anyways, Dr. Spiegel was, uh, well, a bit annoying. And half his bullshit he was saying um, I like Depp's lawyer was giving a psychiatrist analysis of every single response, throwing it right back at him. And the guy kind of got caught and he couldn't respond to his own, um, uh, what's that man's name? Dr. Freud, you know, because it was interesting how I, I wonder if Depp's lawyer was, it took a uh, psychology in school because he was giving such an awesome you know, analysis and just responses that a psychologist would have said. It was great conversations, like talking to Dr. Freud. I loved it. And um, not a big fan of the whole situation, but it was very cartoony. And then uh, I like when Depp's lawyer mentioned about, oh, um, you know, the the Pirates Caribbean film industry. And then he said, what about uh, the Alice in Wonderland uh, film? I forgot the name that Depp did, but, you know, it was a very lovely film. And a psychiatrist was like, Oh shit, I've been caught in a lie. Because they're focusing so much on Pirates of the Caribbean because that's what everybody knows him as. 
they know Dip as Edward Scissorhands and, and Jack Sparrow, you know, and they forgot that he was in The Ninth Gate and other um, interesting movies out there throughout the years because he's been around, you know, not just the three movies he's ever been in. The man's been doing acting, not always hits, but he always did really good films. But there was another one I saw, Chocolate or Chocolate. That was a very good one. And I remember when that came out because I was like, I think it took place in France. And I remember it was such a lovely movie on that was the first time I really paid attention to Johnny Depp's acting, to be honest. I mean, I saw him in Edward Scissorhands and other films throughout the years, but that was the first time I'm like, he's cute. Maybe because I was a young adult at that point. I mean, I'm only 42 now, you know. So, I mean, yeah. But he is, Depp is such a gifted actor. I had to point that out. All right, so the psychiatrist was another cartoon expert witness that really should not have been there. Again, he's paid, so why not? And then we had uh, Catherine Arnold, a producer and entertainment industry consultant. Again, another cartoony expert witness. And my thoughts on that was, why the hell was she there? She was basically not, she was in the middle between uh, Deb and Heard and trying to say that the the thing that um, Amber Heard wrote did not F up Deb's career because Deb's career is already F'd up long before that. Meaning, you know, the Pirates of the Caribbean, the recent one, you know, that was out a few years ago, tanked or didn't tank. It didn't do as well in box office as they thought. And they blame, you know, Depp's career was getting slower. He did some films that were not the greatest look. And that was like thinking, you know, this is why I hate the elite world. First of all, the, the, some of these films tank, always tank in the box office because there's not a lot of, um, you know, a, a lot of um, telephone game of telling about the film. I mean, and I'm trying, there's another word for it. I can't think of the moment. But, you know, when there's something coming out, usually a celeb press, there's not a lot of press for it, that's the word. So they go out there, they're supporting themselves, they're wearing a new designer outfit and showing that off and they're they're having a Starbucks or they're a latte somewhere famous on Rodeo Drive and they're walking down the street to the theme of Pretty Woman. Like, you know, sorry, I'm going off the topic here, but you know, it's always in press. And a lot of times in the last recent years, there has not been enough press. And if you're not on social media, like Johnny Depp, you know, it's it, you're, these films are not going to get a lot of a notification or, for it. But yet when you are a fan of the, the actor, you're, you will watch it. So I saw Pirates of the Caribbean, the last one they did. I liked it. Did I think it could have done better? Absolutely. I think the script kind of sucked. But the actors made it really good. And there's a difference. I think Depp could have had more lines there. But again, it wasn't Depp's fault. It wasn't the actor's fault. It's who the scriptwriters and producers' fault that kind of said, well, we want, we love this, but we don't like this. We want more of this, but not so much of this. And that's usually what happens. And so a movie tanks because really the producer's being stupid because they only care about the money. And the actors love their job. There are many actors care about money, but they're actors that really love what they're doing. And they put so much emphasis and thought into the characters. So you can't blame the actor for that doing as well. And I think uh, Depp has produced a few films and whatnot. We also heard about the, and I think this was the, the psychiatrist who talked about the the ears, uh, earpieces. And the earpieces were for, well, he's getting lines delivered to him. But it was actually music. Regardless of lines delivering to him or not, for an analysis about your cognitive, how much you remember, that was, I don't understand the point of that. I'm 42 and I can regurgitate something from my elementary school years. But you ask another 42-year-old, smarter than I am academically, probably a doctor or lawyer now, doing well financially, they can't remember anything when they're the same age group. So it's just, the reason why is, I remember more because I'm an introvert, because I wrote things down because I'm, I'm very creative. I was hurt a lot by my peers, so I remembered a lot of things. 
I am over it, you know, but I mean, I can regurgitate stuff from people, from events, whereas a lot of people cannot. That has nothing to do with your age, has nothing to do with certain things that the psychiatrist was saying. He had some valid points, granted, but majority of the stuff, I'm like, dude, you're paid. Who cares? This is a pointless, today was so pointless. So you had the other chick on there. She got Tessie with Depp's lawyer. I was laughing. I'm like, man, she is a whew, tiger. Um, but again, the analysis was just the whole point was stupid. I mean, at this point in time, and again, I'm team Deb all the way because I get, I'm a, a survivor of domestic abuse. But my also thing is what happened today, the good positive points, I would say from all this is not po- it, that this does not look good for Deb. And the reason why I'm saying that, because when Catherine uh, brought up how the, the piece, the deformation piece, I'm not saying it right, am I? Sorry, I apologize. Um, that was, you know, presented by Heard, came out um, before, sorry, came out after the chatter for Pirates of the Caribbean uh, removing debt from there came out. Now, that part, I will agree. Maybe that's, but the, I agree the public part. But Catherine was also wrong that uh, Heard's article, not many people heard about it. Well, a lot of people did hear about it because I remember Press Hilton yeah, you know, the famous Prez Hilton had posted it on his site. And it was on Just Jared. And it was on all these sites. So, it, I mean, people heard about it and we forgot about it quickly. But what Catherine really meant was the industry hearing about it. You see, this goes back to my previous podcast where I mentioned that once all this ends, whether Depp went or not, and the same for her too, their careers are ruined at this point in time. And they will get, you know, films. They will be able to TV shows eventually, but not make the amount of money they had been. They will never get that stardom again. All because of this, the bad publicity, their liability in the industry now. And that's the sad part. It really is sad. You know, and it it goes to tell you that you're all about the money because you as a person, you are the brand and you represent yourself. So you fuck it up. We don't want you anymore. Here's a great example I can think of now. Prince Harry, he marries the American Meghan Markle, right? She really did not want to part to the royal family for whatever reason. I don't know the full story. You have the PR version, the media, and you have the real life, the Oprah version, which is still PR. So I don't give a shite. Regardless, he bows out and they move to America. And you're thinking, okay, well, Harry has grown up a bit. And I've even noticed it. And then the Oprah interview happened. And you could see right through the lies. And I thought, Harry, I've known you many years ago. This is not the Harry we knew. The Harry I know was very smart, but the minders he had was not letting him speak up. When I mean minders, his security team, the people in the palace, you know, the his private secretary. I knew one of them was very sweet and I love him to death. He's a very kind, lovely man. But, you know, all these rules and his, even his own mates. Some of his mates were using him for publicity and they are who they are today because of, his, because of who Harry and William are. But whatever, he moved to America... And then they found this, uh, you know, uh, foundation, Artwell, I believe it's called. And actually, I read yesterday that one of the people who worked for Artwell stepped down. Like, they can't keep a staff. They've lost their deals with Netflix for whatever reason. And now Harry's basically doing what he hated doing was the paparazzi having cameras following him around, him and now him and Meghan, uh, about their basically becoming the Kardashians. But Harry always wanted to be out of that limelight, I thought. But again, this talks about money does the talking and it does, you know, and I don't understand why money is so important. Yes, money makes a good world go round, but 
You want to be out of that lifestyle, but you're not fully out of it. You're not in tune with reality. Anyways, that's another podcast. All right, my lovelies, I have a quick update because this is getting very long and I know you're probably not listening to the end, but in case you are, more bedroom stories coming this Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, although I might have some for tomorrow. I have another one I'm cooking up, a very short story, and uh, it may come tomorrow. I'm not sure yet. Anyways, have a lovely evening. Goodbye.